Coming up on this episode, in the 1960s, the early 60s, or the 1960 to 1963, things became radical, affecting the fundamental nature of life as it was known to be. Music changed, television changed. Did this become more inclusive or exclusive? We'll discuss this in decades, so stay tuned. Thank you for joining us for decades. I'm Karen. And I'm Gina. And we are going to take you on a journey back in time and television. So the early 1960s, JFK was just elected president. Mm -hmm. And this guy named Jimmy Jones and Chubby Checker, they both made the top 100 billboard for the first time. People who look like me did this. Okay, Black people, come on in. Top TV shows were Gunsmoke, Wagon Train, Have Gun, Will Travel. I love Have Gun, Will Travel. Yeah, okay. In the top book was To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. Very, very interesting. I know, right? See, I think the beginning of the 60s kind of was foreshadowing what was coming you know like okay welcome to this decade we we getting ready to show out this decade sometimes in a good way sometimes not so much we gonna show out and it showed out it really but you know really what it wasn't just it wasn't just in the u.s turmoil broke out all around the world yeah it really did. On the continent of Africa. Yeah, because looks like there were a lot of countries that uh, obtained freedom from British rule in the 60s. No, right? They all became free. Yes, we had, let's see, Ghana in 57, Nigeria in 60, Senegal in 60, Uganda in 62, Burundi in 62, Jamaica in 62, Western Samoa Samoa in 62, Trinidad and Tobago in 62, Madagascar in 60. Yes. And one of the cool things about these countries, when they started writing their own constitutions and and, uh, the way their governments would be formed, some of the people they reached out to were Americans. Yeah. Like Thurgood Marshall. You know, the guy who was part of Brown versus the edu- Board, of, Board of Education? Yeah. yeah. He helped these countries write their own charters for their own countries. Yeah, it looks like he specifically helped Kenya with the Bill of Rights. And then that's just wonderful to think that Black Americans uniting with Africans to work on freedom in that country while we were also working on freedom in Ourselves. this country. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
that was absolutely amazing. Because you know what? We ain't free till we all free. Okay. Come on, Martin Luther King. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Mm. All right, all right, all right. But another cool thing that happened in 1960s, so it wasn't just us, West Side Story came out. Oh, man. <laughs> now, I know with your 1920, with your 2020 eyes on West Side Story is not all that. <laughs> but if you look at it from that 1960 point of view, yeah, that was yeah. wow. Yeah, to have all the what is it? The Latinx uh, population dancing and singing and drawing audiences in acclaim and people while they tell their story was, I mean, that's amazing. Even now, I think of West Side Story and, you know, it's, it, it's gave, just, it gave some it gave some folks some some amazing work and people like Rita Moreno came yeah. out of that a star. Yeah. Yeah. West Side Story is a good story, though. I mean, I love that when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. I don't I think own you the can sing that. and I can't sing. <laughs> I don't own the rights to that. I just like to sing it. So, you know, don't charge me. I'm poor. They they didn't, you know, that that was as close as we got. And it looks like one of the most popular shows out there was the Jack Benny show. Yes. Can you imagine Mr. Benny? <laughs> but the cool thing about Mr. Benny <laughs> is that Eddie Anderson was like this first black man to ever have a reoccurring role on a national radio show. And then later the TV show. And you know, a lot of folks like, you know kind of looked down on him because he played like sort of like the man servant or that type of thing. But the cool thing is they always tried to make sure that he always looked like he was winning. You know, they never yeah. they never made him look bad or or what is the word I'm looking for? You talking about Rochester? Was that his name? Yes, yes. Let me tell you how I know what you're talking about. They made a cartoon where they were all mice. Remember, do you remember that? Yes. And you know, one of okay. the things I'm learning is cartoons were some racist. <laughs> That's another podcast for another day. Oh my gosh, the things we taught my children's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I do. I do remember that black mouse driving around Jack Biddy in that female mouse in that car like wait a minute is this i don't you know you know yep. but hey i guess at the time listen mr eddie anderson was taking home a check okay you know? and, and like i say the cool thing about this especially in radio because back in radio before we could actually see what was going on they would have white actors play those parts and see that right there mm -mm. Mm -mm. And they would just talk funny. Mm -mm. But no. Once television was invented, they decided putting white people in blackface would be a bad mm -mm. idea. Mm -mm. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. So that's what I'm saying. Mr. Rochester took home a check and was able to keep his light bill or whatever on. So that was a step. In, that was a stepping stone to, you know, hopefully 
leading other actors and actresses into this this uh, work. It was. And like I said, he was the first one who had this reoccurring role on a television. Because, you know, up until then, the shows that I just named, you know, that was the most popular shows. Wasn't nobody in there looked like us. Nah, nah, wasn't no. I done been through 25 years of gun smoke. None of them reoccurring characters look like. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. Wagon train, have gun, real travel. None of them. Look, well, OK, give have gun, will travel. They had one character that did not look like. Them. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody else, you know, and it's so hilarious because our community generally, especially our older community, they love Westerns. Like the cartoons, you know, if you was raised on them, you just watched them because it's what you was used to. But then as you got older, you went, why? That's racist. <laughs> why am I watching this? <laughs> what was it? You James know, Tom and the woman who the, the woman who, who manages Tom and Jerry. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I guess was it James Baldwin that said I love cowboys and Indians till I realized I was the Indian? Right, right. You know, it's like, wait a minute. What's going on here? But we love Westerns. And so I still love Westerns. I still love yeah. Have Gun, Will Travel. Forgive me, Asian people. Yeah, because between him and, you know, the way Asian people were treated in Westerns. I mean, Black people, they just didn't portray us at all. But would nobody, uh, nobody would hang out with this man if he had a Black servant called Hey Boy. Yeah. Yeah, so Asian people mistreated. Oh, Mexican people. Oh my gosh. I mean, you could tell the world was ruled by white people at that time because, oh my God, the portrayal of minorities in these things horrible. 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 You was one. If you was a minority, you just shut up and took the paycheck. I'm just like, man. This right here, this pretty bad, but hey. But they did have some shows that did not have stereotypes and racist. Okay, let me say they didn't have racist stereotypes. (laughs) (laughs) They had some stereotypes, but they weren't racist. But um, probably one of the big shows that started in the 60s that um, came pretty popular and still watch this show today. Andy Griffin. Oh, baby, Andy, this show dog. made him a household. Yeah, he is yo. Mm. He's the best. Dog. He's a good lawman, but not a very good attorney. That's all right. Andy Griffin is my dog. Him and Barney Mayberry was safe. Listen, the only place safer than Mayberry was Cabot Cove, where Jessica Fletcher lives. <laughs> I'm just telling y'all. I'm just telling y'all, they kept Mayberry straight. Love it. And 49 episodes, eight seasons, Andy Griffith, Ron Howard, Don Knotts, baby. Yes. They kept Mayberry safe. I mean, and this is the thing. It was so funny and just so ridiculous at the same time. I almost didn't really care that there were no black people in Mayberry. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, 
okay, y'all kind of ridiculous. So yeah, I'm, pro- I'm glad black people ain't really moved to Mayberry, but I would probably have a summer house in Mayberry. I can't stay there all year long with y'all, but I come in the summer so I can go and sit out in front of Floyd's barbershop with y'all and kind of chew the fat and Girl, you can't sit in front of Floyd. I, what you say? I said you a girl. You can't sit in front of Floyd's. That's just for dudes. Remember that time that girl showed up at Floyd's barbershop and they had to they had to move her on. She had leave town. But I mean, I wasn't gonna be in there doing nails or cutting her like she was. I just gonna walk up there and say, "Hey, sheriff. Hey, Barney," and just sit there on the bench with them, ask them how I be doing. Maybe go by and be house and have a cup of tea and and say hey to Clara and all of them but I wasn't going to be staying there. I, what? Huh? I don't think they would let you in. I don't well, think I you have the Mayberry look. Well, see, that's what your mouth say, but I, my heart say that I would definitely be in Mayberry for the summer. For the summer. I just be there for the summer. And I figure long as I, you know, donated to the mayor's re-election campaign, you know, he was all about them dollar bills. He wouldn't care about me being there. So I, I could have stayed there. And little Ron Howard was just, when he was really young, he was so cute. As he got a little older, I started saying, Open might need a whipping just so he can get himself straight, get his mind right. As he got older and his hair stayed red, I kept thinking, I wonder who his real daddy is. <laughs> See? And that's why you would not be welcome into Mayberry, because you was talking that devil talk. His mama probably was a redhead. She she went on to glory. May God uh, rest her soul in heaven. And that's why I ain't be had to come and help raise Opie. But see, you ain't no true Mayberry Ike, because you talking dirty like that about Andy. So, All I've got to say is, I took high school biology, and I know <laughs> it takes two redheads to make a redhead like that. But not in Mayberry, so hush your face. <laughs> you just hush your face. God don't like ugly. I wonder what <laughs> I wonder what them mountain boys look like. <laughs> now, I would like to sit and maybe have a small snoot full with Otis. I ain't going to drink too much because, see, Otis drink to get drunk, which is what the Bible say you can't do. I would just drink to fellowship with Otis, but I wouldn't get drunk like Otis do. And I would want to see how Ernest T is really doing. You know, like, Ernest, sit down and talk to me, man. Tell me, you know, let's, 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 you know, part your heart to me. Oh. It's Ernest T. No, I don't want to sit down with nobody crazy like Ernest T. No. Well, that's why you're not coming to Mayberry. But I love that show. I still watch it. I still laugh out loud, even though I've seen the episodes a million times. They're just hilarious to me. And I, I can see why that was a good show. Yeah, it was it was very, very funny. But yeah. I want you to notice this image of what the family looks like has changed from the 50s where you had the Cleavers and, you know, the Andersons from Father Knows Best. So we got this one dude who works all the time raising his son with an aunt, an old aunt. And then they bring in this show in 1962. They wrecked them all, baby. <laughs> Beverly 
hillbillies. Listen. 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 Can I just say this? And don't email me, write me, or do none of this. I'm so glad the Beverly Hillbillies was white. I'm just so glad they was white. That's all I'm going to have to say. I love that show to death, but thank God they was white. That's that's all I got. I, I'm just glad they was white. I love that show, but yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So glad, I was, so glad y'all was racist when y'all invented <laughs> these shows and didn't make this us. <laughs> because... I don't think my heart could have took a black person catching squirrels and possums and eating them on TV. <laughs> oh, God, no. Possum pies and... Yeah, yeah, no. Steel uh-huh. women and a steel in the... Jen and them would have been arrested every week if they'd have had a steel out back. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. First of all, first of all, let's start at the beginning. Pulling up in that truck in, in Beverly Hills all them folk would have been in the L.A. County jail with no bond, with no bond if they no was bond. black. Mr. Drysdale would have kept their money and let them sit their time out in jail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just so glad things like, but listen, I love that family. I'd visit them, too. I'd go. I would not eat not one thing in that house. I wouldn't eat nothing granny hey, cook. You couldn't sit at that pool table and pass them pots with nope. your kids. <laughs> nope. I would not eat not a thing granny cook. Every time she'd ask me to eat, I'd tell her I was full. I'd tell her I was allergic to it, that I'm gluten-free, that I'm fasting and praying for an answer from the Lord. I, I just wouldn't eat nothing she cooked because all the stuff she cooked came from under somebody's tire. So I just, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. But I'd like to sit and talk with him and laugh with him, but that'd be it. That'd be it. Let me tell you. Mm-mm. Buddy Ebb starred, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies came on 1962, went to 1971, starred Buddy Ebson, Irene Ryan, Donna Douglas, and Max Bear Jr. 274 episodes, nine seasons. Oh, man, I love that show. But this is what the family looked like in the 60s. You've gone from this mother, father, two kids to the hillbillies. <laughs> I mean, like, really. Right? And everybody yeah. loved this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for real. You know, it's almost like we're going to bring the most common people we can to the most beautiful place we think in the world. And let's just see how this goes, you know, but they were hilarious to me. They, I love the Beverly Hillbillies. Like, and think about it. It's, it's a very unusual family. There's a widow with his daughter and his, his nephew and his mother-in-law. Yep. And they all like each other. I mean, what that is such a, and you know, an atypical family, early 60s, it's like, okay, Jed should have remarried. Uh, the mother-in-law should have stayed where she was because you ain't the mother-in-law no more. We see you when we see you. That that big dumb nephew of yours, why his mama ain't raising him. He needs to be with his people. I mean, you know, it was a big mixed family that, that worked. They took care of each other. And you know, one of the things, I and, I, and I'm laughing because I'm thinking about, remember Jeffro had a sixth grade education? 
Yes, child. Yeah. You know, that was probably most of the people in the country when the time that show came on. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but that's all right. Because Jeff Jeffro could drive the truck and he could eat and he, he could follow directions. Came a and double not not agent. That's right. And sometimes that's just that's just all you need. That's just all you need, honey. He 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 knew his assignment in that house and in that family. He knew his was money could buy him any position he wanted. And and he wasn't no different than 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 you know other people who were just waiting around for your rich relatives to die. So he fit right in with that. But that family, they loved each other. They were freaking hilarious. They always had each other's back. You know, I mean, think about it. Jed became this millionaire and he gave his family members money and took care of people. Now, that that's that says a lot about who Jed Clampett was, which is why you kind of loved him, because he was just a real good guy who didn't mean anybody any harm. He was kind of backwoods, you know, hillbilly, eat a dead animal off the street kind of guy. but. He didn't mean nobody no harm. And me, myself, with all my education and degrees, I, I can't tell you I'm going to call y'all and split my millions with y'all. I, I'm not even going to say that y'all going to know where I'm at. But I, I mean, Jed <laughs> tell y'all. Girl, we got radar on you. Ain't no place you going without your, with, with your money. <laughs> Especially yeah, if just, you got money. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you call that number and it said, doo -doo -doo -doo, just know. I done, I done hit the number. <laughs> we we gonna know immediately because we gonna try to use our phone and be like, wait a minute, why this family plan ain't working no more? <laughs> yeah, they gonna be like, wait a minute, the family plan not working no more. Ooh, doo, doo, doo. Yeah, she she disconnected all them phones when she hit the number. She gone. She gone. Yeah, y'all y'all gonna be all right. Y'all going to be all right. So, yeah, I mean, but when you think about it like that, Jed is, Jed is a really good guy. So you you cheer for him. And I thought that was just absolutely hilarious, the Beverly Hillbillies. So good show. Real good show. Yeah. But, I mean, think about it. The family looked totally different, though, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. This was not... From the 50s to the 60s, it yeah. changed. I mean, it, it changed went, a lot. It went, yes. wow, changed. You went from a mom at home, a dad going to work, kids going to school and being perfect in everything they do. You know, you went from all that to, like, just, you know, random relatives thrown together, you know, and they aren't you know, the best and the brightest and the smartest or anything, but they was rich. Yep. And they encountered all kinds of things. Oh, like when the people was kept selling them things like Central Park and Buckingham Palace and he kept buying oh them. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I love the Beverly Hillbillies. And so one of the things that we want to leave you with is while there was a fight for what the family looked like on television, 
shows like the Beverly Hillbillies and then later the Monsters. Remember the Monsters? Oh my God, the Monsters. And the Adams Family. Yes. All these folks come, all these different new kind of families come along, but they 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 look different. And so I yeah. think this was a struggle over what are we going to really call a family? Yeah. I, you, that started in the 60s. A lot of people want to say that that started, you know, within our time frame. Like, oh, my God, you're attacking the nuclear family, blah, blah, blah. But if you go back and trace television, you will see the images of a family started to change in what they presented to us. You know, you, and what we accepted by giving them high ratings. Yes. We started accepting single men raising children, um, men without wives on TV, women without husbands raising kids, just real strange kind of extended families being in the home. I mean, it just really kind of took a turn and it just progressed and continued and continued and continued. And you'll see the fight for freedom also continue in America. The March on Washington occurs in 1963, where, where Martin Luther King delivers his I Have a Dream speech. Yeah. And um, in that same year, uh, President Kennedy was assassinated. And so you have all of these things that even though they've got all of these great comedies happening on television that are having amazingly high ratings. There's so much turmoil happening in their real world. Yeah. And, and aren't that, isn't that what we're happening right now? Yeah. 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 I mean, it so, was, it, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty chaotic. Yeah. And you'll see people like Thurgood Marshall going to Africa to help some of those countries form their and create their doctrines. In 63, four little girls are going to be um, killed in a church bombing. And so Megger Evers also be assassinated, and he was a civil rights leader. And so you have all of this turmoil in an outer world, but you also have just little bits of turmoil in that pretend television world. Yeah. Just a slight a slight change. It's, it's, it's slowly starting to get you to change your ideas and your thoughts. Slowly. It is. And they, they attacked us at home. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, a lot of our homes didn't look like that nucleus family. They didn't look like the Cleavers. We didn't have the experiences of the Cleavers. Maybe we're having more experiences of Andy. We wished we had the experiences of the hillbillies <laughs> when it comes to finding gold in them dark hills. <laughs> right. Most of, but most of them <laughs> looking at that possum in the road going, it might be the meat tonight, y'all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get that one to know. But, I mean, you do have a point that is starting to, people probably... We're starting to see that more. So television started projecting that more. And because of the chaos and the instability, not only in the United States, but in the world, I think. So the shift started in the early 60s and it continued, guys. You know, it started to rise. It just continued to rise. It does. Well, we want to thank you guys for listening to our show. 
And if you want to give us some feedback or, you know, tell us about some of your experiences with these shows, you can hit us up on Twitter at TV Sisters or Facebook. Thank you guys for joining us. And thanks for listening. Y'all have a good day. Bye. Bye. Decades with the Sisters is produced by Karen J. Anderson. Music by Karen's friend Dave. And Regina Anderson just shows up to talk. <laughs> <laughs>